0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Sizing Up. I'm your host, Jack the Spec, and this episode is a cool one. I will be talking to Strength GTS Dioramas. He is the creator of these cool dioramic figures. He is located on the West Coast. And you know, he has a lot of work, he has a lot of cool concepts, and he's just gotten started. But we have an awesome conversation about models. The fetish overall, well, and everything else. So, definitely give this listen, I hope you guys like it. And without further ado, um, let's get to the episode. But yeah, man, let's, uh, let's get into you. So, how did you start your journey? And um, give us a little background about how you've uh, delved into the Giant's Fetish. How you, did you find it? How did you, you know, get into well, it, like...
1: Well, actually I got I got my giantess uh fetish when I was uh when I was about 3 4 years old. Um mm-hmm. I actually got mine when I first seen the remake of Attack of the 50 Foot Woman. And uh oh, um, The 1993 re- remake. Yeah. Very nice. And um I you know, at the time I didn't know about the whole, you know, getting the sexual uh all that stuff at that time I was so young, but I just knew I felt like I liked it. I liked the feeling of it. And right. like, like I knew, I knew like I was attracted to the uh, the the giant, the woman. And right. um, ever since then it's like, um, I remember the guy at the video store even said, uh, he made a comment, like Cause, uh, I used to always go there and rent the movie at the time. And uh, he she said to my mom, like, man, he really loved that movie. <laughs> every every weekend, I used to I used to tell my mom I want to rent that movie, and I used to watch I'm it all bad. day. <laughs> yeah, and, and then from there, also um, that, and then also I also was into trains. So I, okay. um, I yeah, I liked the trains when I was uh, got when I was real little. So the whole story behind the whole diorama thing was when I was little. My dad's friend husband passed away and uh she, she left us a bunch of trains, but I was so excited, I didn't know how to take care of them. I just ran them all off the tracks and used to play with them on the on the on the floor. And you know, these these were expensive electric trains. I used to damage them and uh I told myself when I get older, I'm gonna learn how to take care of them. So when I got older, Uh, I start getting trains and I start uh, I start um, running them on the train tracks like they're supposed to be. And then from there, I start uh, I start getting into model railroading, which building like landscapes and, and cities and stuff. So but I used to be I used to be embarrassed when I when I got to my teenage age, because I used to think people would think, oh, you know, trains are like for kids. And I used to be yeah. embarrassed going to the train store. I used to feel like I had to sneak and go in there. And um, but um as I got older, like in my adulthood, I started getting more confident. But so when when I got to about 17, 16, 17, I actually joined a, a model train club in uh in LA. Very and cool. uh yeah, and from they had a 2,000 square foot uh one by 87 scale layout. And um um uh, that I learned a lot from them and and I, that's when I start getting into details and then I start learning like how to do like building uh model railroad layout like landscape. I start learning all different tricks and stuff like that. They taught me yeah, so that's when when I when I first built my first layout, it looked kind of kiddish. It right. was like a, I used like the fake little uh grass rug that you get from Home Depot and just kind of made it work like that. And um I start uh, doing my homework on details and details and how to make the grass look real. And um from there I start I start uh I start practicing like on a on a small little piece of board mm-hmm. like I find like outside and I start practicing out how to make the grass and from there um I start getting good at it. And then uh, I start learning how to make the roads, how to make the roads using a uh, Home Depot putty. You know, you're supposed to sand it and you know, then I I start learning how how to draw the lines on the road and how to weather paint the road to make it look like an oil slicks going up the down the road. Right. And, and then from there, I start getting really good to where I start looking real realistic. So then I realized, like, yeah, it's, it's starting to come to come to life. But I always when I used to run my trains, I used to always think, man, it would be amazing to see a giant beautiful woman on top of this table because it's already, you know. The the thing is, is like like in this genre, um, you you don't really see a lot of uh, like besides like Hollywood pictures, but you don't see a lot of well detailed uh, uh dioramas like that. So I, I Absolutely. so I always I always thought like, um, if 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 somebody was to build a, a a city with the same mindset of if I'm building a model railroad, but building it for giant giant giantist content man it's gonna it's gonna blow up and and i i kind of had the idea so when i when i finally got older and more like bolder with when in and uh, accepting you know my my giantist fetish i say uh-huh. you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna test it out so in t- in 2022 that's when i started trying to find uh try to get out there and try to find like models but it was kind of hard because I didn't have no uh, no following, no nothing. So models mm-hmm. wouldn't really, you know, because I I didn't have nothing. They like uh, I don't. A lot of models don't do meetups, or they see my page. It's like, oh, you only got a certain amount of followers, and mm-hmm. you know, they they got their guards up. Right. So the um, but it was this one model, um, and and you know, she's my first model I work with. Uh, KK KK Queen.
0: Uh yeah, I know she recently uh, retired from the game, but yes like really good and I know Sorry. she had huge feet so yeah I know she recently retired yeah and um
1: so she was the first model I worked with if and from there that's when I started having a little portfolio so now like other models see okay he worked with this model or whatever so then yeah. I started getting other models and then from there I start that's when I start was able to get models and to start kind of growing a little bit and um that's pretty much how I started, you know. I always had that always had a creative always had a creative mind. And uh, and then um I always had a creative mind to want to to I like I always like drawing and and painting and stuff. And and then I always thought about, man, you know, it'd be cool if, if I could make the cars look like they can like crush Right. And then I start I I start learning how to do aluminum foil. Cause at first I didn't know how to build aluminum foil cars. So I went on I went on YouTube and I watched this one video that shows it, uh it shows it pretty well how to do it. And I kept watching it and watching it and watching it until I finally learned it. So then once I learned that once I learned the main trick to to it, that's when I start adding my own little twist to make to make it uh to make it easier to do for me since the cars technically they don't need to roll so i just what i do is i just um i cut out the wheels like a cardboard and i and i and then i paint them to make it look like they you know still with like wheel like wheels on there so um this is kind of give it more like a realistic look when, you, when it's on film and it looks like it, it don't look that aluminum foil because i know there's a lot of people when they build aluminum foil cars they um they tend to not paint them. And yeah. I, I never understood why they don't paint the cars because that'll make it look so realistic. So I said when I, I told myself when I build all I'm gonna paint every single one of them. And then from there, that's that's when I start making the crushable
0: cars and stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah, I can tell like especially uh your evolution with how your work's gone and being able to like make those environments a lot more realistic a lot more grounded and just overall, it just feels like there's a lot more depth to, you know, the environments you made. Cause right. I remember when you first started with, with Queen KK um, and how those environments have come along and then like just everything from the backdrop to the lighting and whatnot. And how yeah. that evolved over time and you really, you really stepped up your game and really have delved into it in a really cool way. So, like, how has that been for you improving like just not only making or crafting the worlds that you build for the models to step on, but how has that been for you in terms of making the backdrop feel like their um the backdrop for models and stuff around and because that lighting has evolved over time and it's really been cool to see that. So I would definitely love to hear how you like improved upon that. Oh, okay.
1: So when I, okay, so when I first started, uh, a funny thing about that, when I first started with, with the first model, uh, KK Quinn, Mm -hmm. the, my my diorama was actually, um, it was actually, a it was actually four feet long by four feet wide. So it was uh-huh. shorter than my table now, yeah. Got it. And and um, I didn't have it on a on. A, it wasn't built like a table. It's just a flat piece of board that she just walked on. Okay, okay,
0: okay. That that's really interesting. Cause like my whole thing was like, it, it's crazy of how that <laughs> looks. And so so when it first started, it was a lot more shorter. Not more shorter, but it was a right. lot less wider, I guess. And yeah, it, okay. it was,
1: it was, it was shorter and wide, it was shorter and, and less, I mean, it was shorter and the width was about the same, but the, um, so what happened was I wanted to build a, a bigger, uh, diorama. So mm-hmm. I said I'm going to build a eight feet long table, which would be 696 feet in one by 87 scale, which is the scale size I'm modeling. Right. And, um, and then I say, um, the table, the width. I say, you know what? I'm gonna make it narrow. So I made it like two and a half, almost shy of three feet wide. So it was a little, it was a little bit shorter, mm-hmm. and um, it was, but it wasn't wide enough for me to be able to run the train around. So I just had one straightaway track, and then from there, I always like changed up the, um, I always change up the scenery with it. So at first, I had like more of a. A, a city theme then I went to like a desert theme and mm-hmm. um but then I but then later on I say you know what I want to be able to run my trains again I want to be able to have this table as a as a diorama for a giant's diorama and be able to run trains when I want to too so then I add an extra like uh 10 to 12 inches more to the table so I can be able to have a, a oval track to go all the way around so Very the next cool. thing I'm a, yeah so the next thing I'm probably going to end up getting is a. uh it's the controller for the trains, uh, a DCC controller, so I can be able to run the trains, and that controller is actually better than a than the DC, which is direct current, uh-huh. because it has more functions. So when I run a train with the with the DCC controller, I'll be able to blow the horn, the train can stop, the, uh, and it, it's more it's more more realistic functions that the trainer has. So. You know, they add a little more, a little bit more depth too as far as with the train scene. Like if I want her to maybe stop the train or do stuff like that, that I can blow the horn with the train and stuff like that. So it it to be more real it's be more of a realistic vibe to that to that scenario. So and then um I actually for the for the backdrop, I had a I had a vote uh uh not that long ago because I, I I was voting between the do the sky blue, which was the color I originally had my, uh, half of the room, um, okay. are keep it, our are, are, um, are keep it black. Yeah. And, uh, most people, most people voted sky blue, but I, but the thing is I do like sky blue. It looks more, they, it makes the daytime scene pop, but the, but I do like the black wall because it gives the night scene more depth and it hides all the the imperfections and stuff in the walls. Like it hides the the lights the light switches and everything. And um it it just make it look more like a um a lot of people said the night scene make it look more like the uh the the 50 foot woman uh, movie. Yeah. That's cause yeah, because you know it was the main part when she growed into a giantess, it was based in the night. Yep. So it it looked it, it made it look more realistic and and uh it had a lot of the imperfections and stuff in the wall and, and uh it almost made it look like like it was really a nice scene. So I I do miss the 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 black wall like that cuz I even got a black uh uh, uh backdrop too Ooh. to put on the other side because you know I took up my my diorama's actually in my room, my okay. actual bedroom. Okay. So I I used half of my bedroom for the diorama. So that's kind of like my studio. <laughs>
0: very cool. Very cool. Hey. Got to make it work. I I respect that. I think the thing yeah. is, and I would agree with you. Like I think the um, black n- slash night backdrop you have there, it it mm-hmm. worked to give that aesthetic. And like I think what most people, you know, know. Like when you watch that movie, like a lot of it, really, a lot of the scenes where, um, you know, Nan- like where she's big, where Nancy's big, it's a, it's a, it's at night. We don't see a lot of right. scenes of her in the daytime, and I think that really yeah. sells the illusion of you know everything looking big, and plus you can take advantage of um the lack of lighting, you have shadows that are right. cast, past, and you can like yep. mess with forced perspective. So, I, I right. would agree, I would agree. Um, it's nice to have that yeah. sky blue, like you said, but I get why you, yeah. with which you uh did,
1: yeah, you nailed it right there when you said that because uh, I do notice. When I do the um the night scenes with the with the sky blue wall, now you can see the shadows on against the wall and stuff like that. And then and then if I have if I use the ring light, it, it looks bright again. It doesn't even look like a night scene. It kinda look like more like a like a dusk. Yes. Or like afternoon scene, you know. And uh, you know, the main the main focus of the of of this diorama is the lights. So that's why I did it with the, the black wall. But I do like the day scene, too, because, you know, when I had the black wall, it was only good for the night. So what I did now, what I'm going to do is get another big back, a uh, big uh, drape. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I'm going to nail it or some kind of way against the, the the against my sky blue wall. So if I want to do a nice scene, I can just uh, put the pu- pull it out and then cover the wall. So it looks like it's all blacked out.
0: Oh very cool and that will give you'll be able to have some control over how you would want it to look too and yeah and that that will give you some like yeah no that would be cool just to see that cuz you would be able to control literally the time of day so i like i like that that's really cool
1: yeah yeah so i i thought about that and i said because you know it takes a lot of time to keep painting the wall from sky blue to black to sky blue to black so i said i'm going to just get a big back uh, another big black backdrop and put on that side when I'm ready to film a nice scene.
0: And then they going to hide all the little, uh, imperfections and stuff. No, that's very cool, man. Very cool. I do have to ask. So how, how did you reach out to, how did you reach out to, um, cute with, uh, some of the models that you did? Because like, I know some of them have been favorites. Uh, I think the, my, like the one that's been my favorite that you've done with so far is uh Bambi but I do have to um check out the one you did with um, Bailey too because that was that one seemed to be very cool and um Bailey being as tall as she is already and then you know she's actually looking a lot bigger right like that, that um, that's really cool so how how does that how has that process been for you
1: uh well it's been pretty cool i mean some some of the models like, like, uh, like Bailey, she actually, um, was following me on my Twitter page. Okay. And at first, yeah, I, I didn't realize she was. And then I, um, when I, I guess she popped up, uh, in my, in my feed or something when I was, went on my Twitter page. And then I went on her page. I'm like, I see that she was like six feet tall. Right. And this and that. And I see she already followed me. So then that's when, that's what when made me reach out to her. And then, um, um, you know she was down to do it you know um the only thing is she stays really far from where i live right. so she's like 80 to 100 miles away so you know it, it won't really work out so much cuz just to get get here to you know smallville's for her is like 2 to 3 hour drive in traffic you know so oh, yeah. it won't really be working much i won't i probably won't be working with her so much like that but um like my the main one uh, that I work with the most would be Giganta, uh, not, not them, but uh, uh, the Braddy Giganta D Yes, um, the bratty D I work with her the most. Cause um, uh, she's, she's the closest to where I live. And, um, you know, we, you know, we work pretty good together as far as like, I mean, I work good with, with all the other models, but Definitely. like with her, I guess, because she's, she's the closest. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for her to come like Ben, like Bam, she stays about the same distance. Uh, like Bailey State, they're like 100 miles away God, and goodness. stuff like that. And right now, I think Vam is on a hi- hiatus right now, Bambi, Yeah. So she, she hasn't even, you know, she's been on hiatus for a little bit now. Um, and then, like uh, Tiara, uh, I believe Tiara, uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, actually, she reached out to me. She actually left a comment on one of my pictures really and it was cool. saying, yeah. She's like, uh, yeah, you're looking for, you uh, need a look, uh, what's she say? You need a giant's model. And then I told her to DM me. And then, uh, that's when she, uh, you know, she DM me and, then, you know, she, she wasn't that far from me. And, uh, we did two shoots. Well, I did two shoots for her. The only thing is I lost, uh, the content, the videos that I, the video that I made, I made a 21 minute video with her and, uh, I lost it. I, uh, I think I lost it in my old phones or something, but yeah, so I to, you know, yeah, that's the only thing. I lost that one. And, um, let's see, uh, and then F- Fro was somebody that I, I, she, she's not, she's not even a, a, a model or nothing, a foot model or nothing, uh, Fro, she, what? she's just like, she, I actually met her. Uh, downtown you know she was uh downtown by the uh where the, by the uh um the crypto center and i seen her and uh you know i just started talking to her and uh you know she she you know she reached back out to me and from there she said she was she was down to do it you know Fro she's not she's not tall though like like Tierra and um and daily she's i think she's like five six right um, but she but she's um uh, but she she packs she got the weight though you know she got the weight to crush I like I like that
0: <laughs> definitely no yeah. you, I think the way how you show off fro is like really good like uh, especially with her feet in general because like she like I, I know what's slipping her mind because I know she has big feet um, yeah she wears,
1: I think she she wears uh believe in a ten in girls but she got yeah. wide feet ten wide yeah. yeah.
0: That, that definitely makes it up for sure. Um, and she seems like she's a that for someone who is, um, who isn't a metal model. She seems like she has a natural feel for it too. Um, I
1: know it's, it is it's weird because I told her what I, what I do at first. Cause, um, I, at first, I didn't want to tell her cause you know, she's, she's never been exposed to the whole foot fetish or giantist stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I told her and she was, she was open-minded to it. And, um, I even showed her like my page and stuff like that. She thought she kind of laughed. She thought it was different, but, but, but she, but she said, you know, to, to eat his own, you know, but, mm-hmm. but at the while she was like, you know, I, I asked her, I said, would you be down to do it? She said, she said, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. So when she came, she tried it and she liked it, you know, then, uh, she, awesome. you know, the sec- yeah. The second time she came, she started really getting into it. She, the only thing about her, she's, she's, she's very shy. You know she's uh, but but she's working on that though. You know she's she's shy, but she's working on that. You know no. she just you know this is something new for her. So like absolutely, yeah. But absolutely. yeah, other than that though, she's 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 really cool. Like like you said, you know it seemed like this. She you know she's like a natural, even though she's not a a foot model in the game or nothing, or a giant's model in the game. Just just a regular civilian, I guess you can say. <laughs> and you know. She, <laughs> She, I was, guess she had that. Yeah, at one point, huh? We was all like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah," I'm just like, "What's this? What's going on?" So you kind of just, you know, yeah, you nailed it on the head. Sometimes that's what it is, and you're just like woke. So, no, most definitely. Um, that's cool, man. And I know, um, when we've talked on IG about you know models that I've uh, edited with. And I mm-hmm. think it would be cool to see some of the models that um or see a model travel to you to shoot with, um, do a shoot with you and have them be a part of uh, your dioramas and just be a part in that of that environment. Um are there any, do you have any special um giantesses that you're reaching out to or anyone that you have in mind that you would like to work with? uh yeah um it's
1: uh like well one for sure i want i wanted to reach out well i had tried reaching out to her was uh you know tall tasha but i oh, know that's yeah. not going up oh yeah and then yeah yeah i try to i i was trying to get more like some some tall models like six feet and up but you know first you know it, it's, it's crazy because it seemed like it's hard to reach those models because they they so established because of their height oh yeah most definitely so a lot of them already got like 80 to 100 followers and 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 you got to have a little like some type of clout to even get their attention so you know the the thing is i i, I'm, I tend to get more of the shorter uh, uh women more than the taller ones like that you uh-huh. know and, and and honestly to be perfectly honest and it really don't really matter about the height because compared to Smallville, they all going to look tall, right? <laughs>
0: exactly,
1: exactly. You know, but it's just when they tall already in the actual size, when they actually in Smallville, they look extra tall. You know, their feet looks extra big and yep. this and that, you know? So I do understand because, like I said, Bailey was the tallest model I ever worked with. She so was the first model that I worked with that reached height over six feet. Right. right. So, you know, so the tallest... Before her was like KK Quinn, mm-hmm. uh uh Giantist Those those were the two tallest one. They both stand at the same height of five eleven. But That's I never weird. got to this I never reached that six feet mark. And that was a that was
0: the hardest part. And I finally got one that was six feet and up. There you go. And hopefully, you know, hopefully from there you continue having that momentum and you do have more models that are like that tall, like that, that's amazing, man. And, and I think the thing is like, you can definitely tell, like I think the fa- my favorite shots or stills we get from the clips is like when it's tilted upward and like all you just see is feet and then nothing but leg. And I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah, I tell. like that too. It's a good angle because it kind of gives an indication about, who, um, whoever you're working with, and how tall they are, and like just that yeah. overall, like being like whoa, and yeah, that, it, it's cool. It's it, really cool.
1: Yeah, that's true because um, I, I have noticed that too. Like you know, when people a lot of time I notice when people film, um, they never they they never get uh, they always film only their feet, and right. they never aim like at their legs and stuff like that. And I always wonder that because some of these models got sexy legs. Yes, like, sir. You know, they is they more than just the feet. Like you can show their legs there, you know. I understand like some models don't want to show their face because I have a few that do not want their face shown, but right. I still get a people like the legs, that the the feet, you know, over the feet obviously, but the legs, right. you know, up to, all the way to their to their like their waist or their uh or up to their shoulders, you know. You know, they could still give them that that image, like, "Oh man, you know, she probably beautiful." You know,
0: exactly. It's always good to have, uh, like, those shots. I usually refer to those shots as like looming shots. You know, you yeah, know, giving that impression of you know how powerful they are, how tall they are. Mm-hmm. You're just giving a little peek, and I think it's good to have those kind of shots just to establish it because you know, and that goes into a whole. Mm-hmm. Another conversation, like yeah, there's so much more as a giant is other than you know feet. There, everything about them is bigger, you know. So yeah. yeah, because for me, like that's another
1: thing that I like. I like I like legs too. I, sometimes I think I like legs more than like than I
0: like feet. Hey, I, you hey, know, I I can roll with it, man. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, but you know, another model that I would that I like another like I have two more dream models I, I would like to work with uh one of them is with is uh with asgf studios i don't know if you you heard of asgf studios oh yeah
0: definitely definitely
1: like he has a model named smd man uh, for some reason man she's she's like a tall look like asian kind of girl yeah she uh yeah she like six feet one man that one right there she's my favorite out of of his whole site that's like a a dream model i would love to work with that'd be sick and um and then another one is uh, is Enchantress Sapphire. I want to. I would love to work with her. She's not tall, but I remember her from uh, Gary Pranzo' uh, uh, Suburban Crush video. She oh did, yeah, that, she, has,
0: she has a presence. She definitely yeah. has a presence.
1: Now I did reach out to her, but um, um, she one time she actually she did reach out to me, but she said she's in New York. But I told uh-huh. her, you know you know, I know, I know that, I know that she's in New York. That's on that's the only thing like, um, but you know, honestly I wouldn't even mind like flying a model out if, if, if I feel like, you know, if I really like them or if I really want to work with them as you know, I, I don't even mind flying them out if, you know, especially somebody I really would love to work with. Cause just because of I that, that, ex- that experience of just being able to work with them,
0: it's all about collaboration at the end of the day. So I definitely hear you, man. Yeah, I definitely hear you. But you know, it feels it feels like you know you're just getting started, and you're really yeah. just you know getting into it. Um, are there any are there any additional like things we should be on the lookout for to see you do to upgrade um Smallville? Because you know now. I know you're getting destroyed and you're rebuilt and fortifying fighting it. I know it's going to get destroyed again, but you know. <laughs> You gotta yeah, yeah. Reinforce it somehow. <laughs> that's that's true.
1: Um, I've been I've been uh using a lot of uh, uh crushable houses as well to oh, yeah. you know uh, yeah. So it that actually helps. But one of the um one of the things I would like to do is what what I first kind of was actually like talking uh asked you about was actually I want to get more into doing SFX. Oh yeah, absolutely. I um, feel like that's. One of the main things that's uh, that's missing with Smallville is like I want to make Mayor Ed Young really like real, like where he's moving around, right? And I think that'd be so badass because I, I I made the character Ed Young um, kind of like a like a, like a badass uh, mayor that like he he's he's fearless, but at the same time he's scared, you know? Boy. Like he'll talk like he's gonna. Stand up to the giants, but then when it, when when she appears, he's out of town, or you know he's he's ducking and dodging. You know, <laughs> I
0: love that. No, that yeah, that'd be cool. I do think I do think uh, you know if you are able to add that to, you know, your just add it to your you know set and mm-hmm. like work on that. I think it would add a lot to it, um, and definitely. Off, uh, off recording. Like, if there's any resources that I can provide to you, I definitely will because, like, I, I think it would be really cool to see you add in some of that in there, and really overall just bring a bit more to Smallville. And I think, and something like that. Yeah, no, I I would love to. Like, if I, if there's anything I can do in terms of resources or anything to help out, and and that I, you know, we, we can definitely talk, um, off pod for sure. Um, okay. but yeah, man, cause cause like I um, was telling you earlier, um, and it's like, I tell every, um, guest when they ask me about it, like I tell them I usually, it, it has been a, and it, it still is, it's a continuing, continuing to learn and, you know, just overall know what, for what each tool program um asset that i'm able to get um does and you know a lot of that is you know any investment that is made into it you know like tell people like yeah when i when i have the patreon everything i tell people you know more often than not this stuff is going back into you know the content so i can make it even better and uh right it, it's always good for it, it's important for me to continue to improve on that however i can and still have a uh defined style so mm-hmm. it's definitely it's definitely something i always try to new tell people like definitely like there's something to be said where you're able to marry both um special effects and uh video <laughs> together um and i think it's all about just doing it in a way where it feels like it's dynamic and it's um real and it gives that like feel to it and i think that's always going to be the thing it will com- come down to at the end of the day and yeah i think for you when you go forward with that um cuz no no artist is going to have the same style and i think that's what i really like about our community cuz like we right. have a whole bunch of people that do their own style in their own way and there's like a many different you know techniques some people focus more on pov some people focus more on you know unaware i mean some people find a way to tap into like the the horror aspect of it and it's really right. overall just a different a different way of how people interpret you know how they see you know the the, the giant's fetish and i think that's why you know I'm drawn to your work because it's different it's something we don't really see especially in you know in 2024 you know we're seeing a lot more special effects but um i think and ai too yeah definitely definitely and i and i think if you're able to marry that idea of old school with um with you know the new school of editing i, I think there's some magic to be made there i mean like, I tell people all the time, like, some of the best stuff that I still reference whenever I'm thinking of scenarios or shots or even just, you know, angles is, like, you know, um, like you said, Gary Franzo, old school media impact um, clips. I think those, yeah. you can still go back to those and learn something from them. I always tell people, like, you know, you don't have to buy them, but there there's, like, there's like I know he would always put out, like, 30 seconds to one minute, you know, clips. And yeah. you can see a lot from those and gather a lot from those. So I think if you're able to do that and you know go into style like Gary has, like he's still he he's still putting out videos to this day. It's and crazy
1: because he's like what
0: he's probably like what 60 years old, huh? Yeah, no, he, he's up there. He's up there. I mean, he still looks I mean he's he's still very involved in the community and you know he, Yeah, uh, he's yeah, he's a real
1: legend in this game.
0: Oh yeah most definitely like i tell people like you know i he inspired a generation like, he did seriously and you really you know you real. i don't think any of us would be able to say we were able to be here without the contributions he's made because it kind of yeah just, you know you feel seen and then and then you know at the end of the year where um clipped for sale was saying that you know the giant's fetish was like one of their top I mean, D top searched, you know, yeah, phrase of the year. So it's crazy to see how much it's evolved. It continues to evolve over time. So,
1: but you, um, you know, the crazy part is too. Hmm. Now, now they're talking. Uh, I think Warner Brothers is now talking about doing a remake of the Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman.
0: Yeah, um, I believe that's. Uh, yeah, Tim Burton's supposed to be directing it too. So that yeah. that would be crazy to see how that all comes together. So like, yeah, um, man, everything over the past, like 25 years of this, just building up to the way it has. And, you know, if you would have told me this back in high school, I'm just like, there's no way that, you know, this would be as big as it is. And, you know, it's always important to just, you know, it's, it's really cool to see how much it's come along. So, yeah, yeah you know, but I I just
1: hope that that if they do remake the movie, that they actually make it like a horror movie. Like it gotta be oh, some yeah. type of like 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 the storyline can still be the same. Absolutely. But let's say when she's looking for Harry, make make her like like crush some cars, uh, maybe like people in the if, if she step on people, oh, it yeah. has to be. It has to be more gore or or horror in it, kind of like Godzilla. Like, yeah. Even though Godzilla, you know, he he he's destroying buildings, he still, you know, he, he still have his 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 whole his whole thing in his mind what what he mm-hmm. wants. But at the same time, he's destroying everything in his pathway. So she has to be kind of like that to make the movie good, because the the remake was the 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 effects was better, but the oh, storyline sucked because the whole like like an original movie. The original movie was actually a better storyline because she actually was attacking like 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 she went crazy. She killed the girl that that, that Harry was cheating with. yep. And then it looked like she's going to kill Harry. <laughs> but then oh, she yeah. got electrocuted. But in the in the remake, she's all like, you're better than they are. You're in like, you know, I understand the message, but it's supposed to be attack of the 54 woman, not the 54 woman. She ain't she she didn't attack anything.
0: Nope. She you didn't do much of anything. She just stomped around. And I think, I think if we get some more of those horror elements, like this is like, she can easily like, you know, squish and like tear apart.
1: Like, yeah. People. So yeah, it, no, I hear you. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, cause I, I forgot the other lady that's supposed to be helping him direct the movie. Um, but hopefully, man, like like they 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 see that and, and actually do that because th- if, if they don't do that, that movie's gonna it's gonna bomb, it's not gonna be good at all.
0: Oh yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, if they're aware, and I they like I, I would assume a studio like WB would be aware of like how big it, this is. Like you have a community strong of all of us there, will we we will be watching with a very close eye and oh yeah so like I said there's no way like you know like if they need to go out and have their researchers or do have someone go out here and just do the checks and everything like you know you have people out here that you know want to see this look good that want to see it you know be successful you know so I, I hope they actually do their uh you know research P's and Q's and really just you know allow some voices to come out in the community and really just, you know. Yeah. Like, go hey, you, you, you know, one,
1: you know, one of the things that I have noticed, hmm. um, I'm, I'm noticing now, too, that it's a lot of like girls that are like athletes that's doing this on the side. Yes, I have noticed it's been happening yeah. a lot. Yeah, basketball girls that's playing college basketball and volleyball. I've been noticing that that they be doing this on the side, and I noticed it seemed like ever since uh, Tall Tasha, cause she she was a volleyball player, Tall Tasha, and yes. it's not like ever since ever since her it's like all like I've been noticing all the a lot of girls now they doing it on the side like they they play basketball and then they doing a the giantist thing. Which I mean, it makes sense because most of those girls are tall, so it's right up right. their alley. But I've yeah. been noticing that.
0: Yeah, it's intriguing that that's like how it's like it's intriguing how that's like connected in a way. Like, it's really cool. You never would would think.
1: Yeah, because even like uh, Tierra, she played a basketball. um, I remember she was telling me she played basketball and she even had a friend that played basketball, too. I think she was like uh, six, five and and she was trying to get into the same thing, too. She was telling me. Yeah, so I'm like, and I've been noticing that even like when I go on Twitter, I see a lot of the the girls that 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 pop up in my feed that's supposed to be like giants, models and this and that. They all like form
0: Yeah, it's crazy. They're either former basketball um, players or they're um like like you said, they're in some athletic sport, and I really that is really interesting.
1: Yeah, cause even I don't know, you know, uh, what's her name, Liz Camerich, the uh, the WNBA former WNBA player. Yes, you know, yeah, she she she. Um, I I don't know if it's true, but I heard that she actually quit playing basketball to do uh, to be an OnlyFans model and and so uh, and and that she was selling speed pictures and making a lot of money uh, doing that. I was like, damn, so even more than a WNBA salary. Man. Well, <laughs> according to her, that's what <laughs> that's what she said. It's, yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you know they don't make as much as the guys do, but you know, mm-hmm. OnlyFans, the 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 girls on OnlyFans becoming multi-millionaires doing that is you know I didn't heard some models making like fifty thousand a month and and up. You know, some make three hundred thousand a month. You know, so. Hey. I believe it. I believe, yeah. That that OnlyFans is the right now. It's like the thing for the for the for the women to uh, to do. You know, you know. No matter if they doing feet stuff or they doing, you know, whatever they do. But you know, they, they the money is there definitely uh, with the OnlyFans because it seemed like I see a lot of girls. They um, they they do down the side. And they are making a lot of girls becoming multi millionaires off off OnlyFans. You know, so but it's it's just crazy that you know that that, that I see a lot of a lot, lot of uh giantess models and 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 the crazy part is at one point you know this fetish was this like foot fetish was all looked at as a taboo
0: mm-hmm. now
1: we got thousands of women doing this you know now it's not you don't even feel weird men that you like feet now yeah, because no, it's, it's 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 like normalized now
0: yeah it's not it's not so much of a niche anymore it's yeah. very well known it yeah, it's is, very well known. It, it, it's weird to see, like, to see that happen in real time is very weird. I, I will admit that. there be like, huh. That, that, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's real different from where, where it um, came from growing up. So it's kind of like, wow, it's yeah. beautiful. I'm here for yeah. it.
1: Yeah, it is, you know. Um, And I think, you know, that's, that's kind of like what I do like about, you know, the times now because it seemed like, Everybody can just be accepted for what they like. Yeah. You know, no matter what it is, if you, if that's what you like, hey, to eat his own, right? Yep. And and this thing like that opens the door for for everybody to um to to just be more open minded to things, you know. I mean, you still got those people that's like, man, that's weird this and that. Of course. But you know, um when 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 I got older, I start realizing that when people say it's weird, it's not that it's that is weird. It's just that they never been exposed to it. So it comes off weird. Exactly. It's not really weird. You know what I mean? So, um, what, what's the, you know, let's say somebody that, let, let's say somebody uh, grew up around people that like giants are like feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So to them, if somebody always been around that to them, that doesn't seem weird, right? Because it's something they always they've been exposed to. But if somebody never been or talked to somebody that ever liked feet, ever like giants and stuff, and then mm-hmm. you come around a, a guy that likes that, it's gonna be like, it's gonna come off different. Like you like that kind of stuff. But then once they kind of get a little education on it, then it's like, oh, okay, oh, that's not too bad. I, I, I kind of understand that. Well, or then well, they might not fully like it but they accepted of it, you know, they, they accepted like, okay, I, I, I know that's what you like, you know what I'm saying? That's, rather than it's just like, uh, no, that's some weird shit, you know? Yeah, Cause they, no. some people, some people like to do that to make you feel bad. And then some people do that too, because they just never been exposed to it. So it comes off like different, but instead of them using a word, like, you know, th- you know, different, they might say it's weird or this and that, mm-hmm. you know, but
0: I, I think that's the cool thing about it, because like I said, people can just, you know, be. And I and I think when you find people that have that same, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, I always liken it to finding your tribe. Once you find your tribe of people that are like minded in that way, you know, yeah. you feel a little less alone. And, you know, that's how it was for me when, um, like I said, I never would have thought of all places, you know, Instagram would be the place where I would meet. You know most of you know our peers that do this and then going on twitter and then again meeting more of the peers in our community that do this so it's it's a culture shock for sure but i think i think in a way you know it's it's extremely cool to see how that's all you know come together and um Mm
1: -hmm. you know how
0: that's like really overall just i don't i don't know it it's crazy to see it continue to grow the way it has, and like I said, I feel like you're never too far away from talking to someone or seeing someone making giantess content in any sort of fashion, whether it be, you know, someone doing special effects, some people making full-blown animations of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, literally everywhere. And, and you know, the thing is,
1: um, it was a guy um, I talked to, uh, I'll tell you about a day or two ago, and he was telling me that um, like, like, it's, it's pretty cool that you still use human, human giantess. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand at first, but he, cause he said everybody's going AI and I'm like, uh, yeah. um, for me, I don't like that. Cause it's like, you know, you go AI with everything with women, like women giants is what's going to be next. You gonna have AI real women. You, gonna, yeah. you know, I just, I just don't like it to me. I feel like some things need to just stay old school, original, you know, oh, like, yeah. like we don't need to be doing, I mean, look, I'm not going to knock the AI stuff. That's cool. But the, I don't want, I don't want to see like the, the use of women, real women get replaced by robots now. And nobody's using real women as giants it's only AI robots. I think it should, ha- it should be a choice of, or both, you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't, this, this shouldn't take over, the giants' thing, you know. What I mean, oh, yeah, I think no. you should have your. Yeah, you know, I, that's the only thing I don't want to see happen because I know AI is very powerful. They put yeah. the AI even in even even in real life, you know. So they're trying to make AI to replace people's jobs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's scary that they hear like now they want to place models, real uh, giants' models with robots and 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 and, 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 and AI uh, pictures and stuff. So I just hope that don't. O- uh, overtake real models being able to still do it
0: yeah no and i don't want yeah you know, I, I don't want that either i tell people all the time like um and especially like and i think it's something i am a little bit passionate about because like i see it and you know it does elicit a reaction out of me a very strong reaction out of me i always mm-hmm. tell people all the time that i, I if you're going to use ai use it, use it as a tool to assist you don't let it be the thing that create like drives don't let it be the creator because that's what it's doing and right. you're not really giving it you're not really giving your creation anything you can't i don't think anyone would i don't think anyone should say that you know they made something if they just all they have to do is typed in type in a prompt or mm-hmm. like you know just click a few clicks and boom you have something like that's not how art's made and i and i've always said like um the most i've used ai for is just to one like if i'm making something in photoshop like i may use it to touch up the background but i'm not gonna ask it to make the entire background you know i'm gonna say hey Maybe you can add a little bit more, you know, like foliage and trees in the background, so it looks more greener in the background. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. Touching little things, like if you're doing little touch-ups like that way with AI, if you're using it as a tool to enhance what you're, what you've already created, that is totally fine. But I think, yeah. in 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 my opinion, like if you're sitting there and you're typing in a prompt and then you're slapping your watermark on it and saying, oh, I made this. And I'm just like, that's not true creative art. So yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, man.
1: Yeah, because I'm starting to see a lot more AI on mm-hmm. the giantist searches. I'm like, damn, this is this going to taking over, you know? Because yeah. you don't even, I see more of that than I see like the traditional real human giantess women. You know, I'm like, man, this is this kind of scary because you, you know, you already hear about AI in real life. You know, they yeah. already making AI. So now it's like, damn, now they're going to take over the Giants' feathers too? It's like, damn, you know. It, it's cool to have the choice if you want that, but Absolutely. I don't want it to completely take over completely to where now everybody wants AI over a real Giants' woman. It's like, nah, man, that's going to be
0: crazy. It'd be really disheartening if that came to pass, man. I am hoping, I'm hoping that's not where we're headed. And I'm hoping that um I'm hoping that this is a trend that will just dis- disappear soon. Um <laughs> yeah. I would like to think that most people are not down with it, but you never know. So it's it's a yeah. wait-to-see situation and all we can do is continue to do what we're doing and you know, keeping it um pure realistic and you know, proving that, you know, yeah, while AI has its cool uses. I don't think it can give the uh, emotion or like true passion that a person can. And I I think that will, that is what will always separate someone, especially when they're doing something they like in terms of good work. They're all, they'll always have that over someone like, you know, I, I think you can, you'll be able to see things that are soulless and, I think, in a way, if, if you let AI go that far, then you're you're not allowing people to, you know, express themselves and show that emotion, because that's what art is. And I feel like, you know, all of us are doing our own thing with our art and the way right. we do it. And, you know, like I said, and like, like you said, to go back to what you were saying before, like, you know, you had a fascination with trends and like that's something you're passionate about and you know that passion brought you to creating what you're doing today. So like I, I think that's something that people need to, you know, remember and not let that get lost with, you know, this. And you know, I agree, man. I'm I'm really hoping that's um we're able to avoid that and you know keep AI in its space and have it stay in its space. Um yeah. but like I said, I, I think like I said it's, I get it. It's convenient. People want to be able to, you know, just, you know, click button and make something. I get it. As someone who cannot draw, I totally get it. But bro, okay. I I said, well, maybe I can be a creator, but in a different fashion. So like, yeah. you know, there's always a different way to be creative. Like there's not, there's many a different way to be creative. You don't have to be the best drawer. Maybe you're good at video editing or, you know, Maybe yeah. you're at like everyone has a different set of skills. So speaking, I, I, speaking of, I hope that's how people like see it. And you know, so, speaking
1: of definitely. like videos and speaking of like video editing stuff like that. Well, actually, more so, camera. That would yeah. be something that I want to, I need to get. It's a good, a good camera. I feel like because I use my phone to film, and my mm-hmm. phone's not bad. It's a, it's a twenty three. But I want to be able to get a good camera, man. Like that's 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 the thing and I think because I, I I invest a, a lot of money into the diorama and 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 not in the camera and I think you know I feel like I need to I need a camera to match because I know if I had a good camera man it, it would really really make everything look so much more better
0: oh yeah man I think um what can I recommend um would you be would you be in the market for like an action camera like a GoPro? or would you be in the market for something like a uh photographer's camera so like I want a, or a Nikon yeah I want something that kind of give a movie kind of vibe to it without
1: without having an expensive uh uh price tag like that but but something similar to that kind of I mean you know I know I know it's going to be you know uh, I know it's going to be in the thousands but oh yeah I want something I want something that's that looks like almost like a movie quality when you look at it, you know, I know, I know the lens is the main thing that makes the, those camera, the pictures come out so like that, you know? Oh yeah. But, um, but I, I do want something not so cheap, but not too expensive, like right in the middle, you know, cause I want a good camera, like something cause you know, I, I uh, the, you know, I put a lot of, I put a lot of time into the diorama and I feel like, people need to see it like it, in the perspective that I see, it, you know, like sure. almost like if they were here live, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's a fair point. I don't, I can see that. Um, cause let's see, cause like the camera that I'm currently using, it was a friend of mine's that I bought off of his and it was a Canon, uh, it was a Canon, um, T5 rebel. And I think, and like I was like fortunate because when I got the camera from him, it just so happened to have a wide angle lens. And I'm like, oh yeah, just perfect. Cause it gives that wider scope and makes everything bigger. And you know, because um, when I told him what I was using it for, so I told him like, I need something that's similar to like microphotography. Mm. So
1: See, that's I the thing, I don't know.
0: That, yeah
1: that's the thing i don't know a lot about cameras i don't know like i know when they talk about 40 frames a second 60 Mm -hmm. frames a second i don't even know what none of that stuff means so i'm very like like illiterate i guess we when it comes to camera, i don't know nothing about it like
0: oh yeah man like 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 you said it is a lot of just going on youtube and just watching videos probably four or five times until it clicks I totally get that um because yeah that's how that's how it was for me um like I said I didn't know a lot of the stuff I knew until then and I tell people all the time like I still think I know enough'm I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out um but I feel I even even to where it is I'm gonna be three years making content and um april and i tell people i still feel like i still feel i feel like i only know like 25 percent of what i actually know um mm-hmm. but it, i i always want to have that opportunity to continue learning and continue improving you know and you yeah i have that drive so yeah dude like i, I feel like um if we if we, like being able to see your um just smallville on all its glory and have that living breathing environment like i almost picture i could almost see you um being able to create a a picture of it and have it in like a um panoramic view of what the city is and right. like give it a scale that you know people may not see because they're not there but you can give the the impression well this is what it looks like like if you were here or you know you could do like a fun project you probably do is do like a wish you were here postcard kind of thing you know so like yep. there's opportunity there so um if you're for cameras i'm not an expert um but there there are there are some places that will like let you rent cameras for like a weekend or two and then you can just ship it back and return it you know i think the only thing you would have to provide is like an sd card but you know that way you can save the data and have photos, and that way you're not tying yourself down to a big purchase. But at least with that, you'll be able to you know get an idea of what you would want to do. Yeah. So I mean, I I mean again, like I said, I mean once we're um once we're off uh, pod, I'll i be I'd be happy to uh like give you some resources, and then you know um I'm sure you're familiar with um, Nike MD.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, now man his work is amazing like how he yeah. does his SFX like both of you guys are really good like you know. Yeah. I don't know what kind of camera he got but man, man. His, I I wish I knew. Yeah <laughs> he got some high power shit though whatever he got cuz his his look colorful, very. It's like he, i I don't know what kind of camera he got, but it looks like it's in like AK or something.
0: Yeah, I know. I about I'm about to say because I also have I also have a 23 uh ultra. So like I'm like so I am trying to ask him like I don't think my camera can shoot an AK because he's like especially uh, if you notice in some of the photos he like the foot photos he does and I'm like. Like you can see all the
1: wrinkles, the yeah, Yeah. you can see the the wrinkles, the 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 pores more everything. Like you can see the the the
0: pores in their in their feet and their legs. It's so detailed. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So like, I'm I'm always picking his brain when I can. I'm like Nike, you gotta you gotta tell me what you're doing a little bit here. Um, but you know, uh, like I'm I'm always picking his brain when I can. Like you know. I don't think yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm not. I mean, that's your style, and I don't think that's like I'm not trying to, you know, take really? that style. But I'm just trying to understand how you're getting these details, because like what? So yeah. So he's definitely a good, you know, sounding board to talk to and bounce ideas off of, because he, he, uh, like for someone who's doing it the way we're doing, just being on the internet making content, he, he's definitely up there for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask you, too, because um, I've been
1: thinking about starting a Patreon, but I don't even know how to get started. And like mm. I, I try to go on YouTube, but it doesn't show me like like how do you start like sign up and how you actually start Patreon? Because that's where I, I get stuck at. It just show you they just show you more. So if you already have the page, how you can make money, this and that. But but they don't show like how do you actually start a Patreon?
0: Right. Um And yeah, this would be nice to you know give some listeners some insight. So um, a good way to start is when I started my patreon, I think I tell people all the time that for Patreon, I try to give people things and exclusive looks at stuff that they won't see on my social media pages. So mm-hmm. I always say, you know, with my Patreon, my goal is to provide at least three, two or three film, well, films, flicks. So like, you know, I may contact a model and say, hey, um, I have an idea, I have a scenario for you to shoot. Um, I want to do, you know, this, 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 and this. And, you know, we'll try to come up with something that we can, you know, put on the Patreon that is like six or seven minutes long. It's a mm-hmm. feature, and, um, you know, that's something you'll get exclusively. Like, if you're on my Patreon, that's the only way you're going to be able to see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, an extended version of Eclipse. So, you know, one colors that you see, um, that's usually say, hey, I made this cool feature with a model. Come check it out. And that's where, like, all my shoot content goes. So if I'm shooting with a model, like, they're going to know first before I m- tell everybody. Like, me and the model will say, okay. We're going to shoot on this day. We're going to let our subscribers know. But when we are actually in person and it's actually happening live and in person, then we'll tell social media. And then yeah. it's going to be like, man, I wish I would have been subscribed. So, like, the the goal for a Patreon is, um and, and some people have done it smart, you want to be able to do it to where if you have content already built up to where you can have it be exclusive and mm-hmm. do tiers and all that. Then you're already halfway there. So I think um, starting a Patreon and um, this is just in general for everybody, for you and everyone else that may be listening. You want to be able to create a library for your followers that, you know, they know they're getting, you know, good quality work from you um and i and this is specific to because we're making videos and content but you know you want them to be able to get a value of what you're providing in terms of content you know they want they're going to be able to see things that you're not going to be able to see because i tell people like you know i don't do blood on social media if you want to see like the gory stuff then you'll be on there or like you Mm -hmm. know like i'll do a whole i tell people like and some people have asked me this, and this goes back to a conversation like, well, when you see the 3D animations I do in a blender, I tell people it's not worth it for me to go out of my way to spend hours on something that's free for social media, because that's a lot of time and effort. Right. And it, it's more beneficial for me if I'm able to showcase that to people who are willing to see what I'm able to do with it. So... Um, it's all about choosing the value and making sure you're valuing your, your work at a like a good rate. Cause I tell people and I and I always caveat it because people have told me, Oh, you probably make um charge more. I only charge seven dollars a month for my Patreon. You know, I said slightly less than a uh slightly yes less it is less than a uh Netflix membership. As I like hey, but you know what?
1: What gets me is that and I'm glad you mentioned about the like the pricing and stuff. Cause what gets me is that you know people they they'll they'll say something about your price, but yet you, they don't realize you, like you spend more than that on food, like going Correct. out to food. Or or you know I even see like models too, like like I I even talk to some models too, mm-hmm. and uh, some models they be charging like sixty dollars for like a six seven minute video. Yeah, um, I'm just like
0: that's un- that's not economical. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, and then people actually pay that, but then like they make it seem like like your price is expensive what you charge, and you and you, and you're not even nowhere close to what they're charging. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's what time. Like I tell people, like it, it it is simple. All I'm asking is um is for a, a subscription. It, it I I want to liken it to like having like a streaming service. Like that's that's my price, and I think the reason it's seven and why i refuse to go higher i tell people like i don't this like as is, is much as i do this like you know this is my main job i'm not doing this 24 7 that doesn't mean the passion for it's gone but i can't i'm not gonna like charge people more than what it is because you know i'm not i'm not doing this 24 7 you know i have a job that i have to do and a lot of my creative juices are used for my actual job since i'm a graphic designer there too so I tell people, you know, I feel like from what I'm providing, you're getting, you know, two or three films with different models every month. And, you know, yeah. and when I take a hiatus or say, hey, I'm taking a month off, I don't charge people. I cut off. I cut off billing. I say, hey, I'm not going to charge you guys if I'm not here for a month. You guys shouldn't have to pay your seven dollars for the month. So yeah. for I, I try to be fair to um, myself. And then to you know my subscribers. I and I'm telling them, hey, hey, this has a delay. I'm sorry, but um I always tell people, figure out your content, figure out what you're selling, what you have to offer, how you're gonna pace it and structure it, and then yeah. go from there. And I, I tell people like, and there are people like, oh, what if I wanna buy the video separately? I'm like, well, I mean, you can. I I always tell them I always will recommend a Patreon because at least you're paying seven dollars and you have every single video to your streaming content. like it's right there. You can stream it whenever you want. If you yeah. want to buy my video separately, you can, but it's gonna be more than the subscription, especially if it's a video that's over like five minutes. Cause because like, yeah,
1: I, yeah, I noticed there. that on I noticed that on uh on uh on uh, OnlyFans is like that too. Like some people, they have free subscription, but then they'll charge separate for the video. So, because right. um, some people they charge, depend on the length of the video, sometimes they charge $30, $40 for, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah so, it, but it all depends. You know, every, every, everybody, you know, that just depends on the person, the creator, but um, the price rise. Yeah.
0: But oh, I yeah, just. Definitely.
1: You know, you wanna you wanna be fair, but at the same time, you know, to make this content it takes a lot of money to make this content. So, you know, at the same time, you know, people if they really support you, then they they support you. You know what I mean? Like 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 oh, yeah. like it's one it's one thing to support you when when they see things for free, but you will know the real people that support you because they're gonna support you when you know when you have to when when you with your with your price because. They got it. They're going to understand. Like you know, I know this stuff costs money. You know, things oh, get yeah. destroyed. You know, we have to constantly, uh, you know, get the models. You know, we have to rebuild back this stuff. We got to get the props, get everything back. Exactly. You know, and then people they have demands of what they want to see or the details or uh, something. You know, so they have to. You know, people have to also help, uh, support that way financially because, like I said, it
0: takes a toll. You know, these things get yeah. It definitely takes a toll. No, you're right. Like, I tell mm-hmm. people, like, I'm not like, more often than not, 75% of the time, I am either flying or driving to see these models. They're, right. like, like, you know, that, that isn't sponsored. This is my own, like, it's this is my money coming out of my own pocket. And, yeah. you know, I, I, like, I have to schedule these flights. I have to, you know, drive two, three hours um, just to shoot. So, like, you know, I tell people, like, it's a lot. So, I, like, like, it's at the end of the day, yeah, you want to be fair to them, but it's also important to be fair to yourself.
1: Right. Exactly. Because so, at the end of the day, you know, you, you, the creator, you know, and exactly. there's stuff coming out of your pocket to, to, to keep this going, you know, and if people really want to support you, you know, they got to look at it. Like if you could go and buy food out and spend 10, $20 on, on fast food, then why not support your, your favorite creator? You know? um uh you know somebody that's uh that's entertaining you and and, and giving you good content and stuff you want to see you know that's that's how i see it. Oh, so yeah, no, absolutely. you know, absolutely so I, yeah you know it's one thing to say it but you know the truth you know the real supporters because they support you you know e- you know e- even when things cost they they're, they're supported you know because they understand like you know i know this you know it costs money you know, this stuff ain't cheap. So
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, like, um, and, and I tell people like, yeah, I'm a creator, but I still will go out of my way to buy customs and support other creators too, because I like their work. And I think yeah, it's yeah. always important to support every each other. Just because I'm a creator does not make me immune or give me special benefits. You know, I tell people yeah. all the time I'm still a fan. At my core, I will always be a fan. Me too. And I'm a fan too.
1: I I, I also support uh creators as well so i know exactly what you mean you know if it's something that i like i'm i'm definitely gonna go for it you know yeah
0: you have to like i said that's how we keep each other up that's how we keep each other you know same like creators creators sometimes that's that's what we need to you know be supportive and you know just keep each other up and have that energy to continue doing better so um but yeah but definitely uh we can talk more about this Off pod, if you ever need to start, but that's what I would suggest, like get a library of stuff that, you know, the social media hasn't seen yet um, or, you know, you know, pirators. I can go a whole nother hour on this podcast talking about pirators and that mess, but um, definitely get a library up, see what you can uh, put on there as a starter, uh, determine if you're going to have multiple tiers and go from there and, um, you know, we can talk more about it, but I would, I would be down to help you, man. Just, uh, I am a message away. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, yeah. Um, so we're hitting about an hour and 20 on the podcast. So, um, so man, we'll wrap it up here. It has been, this has been a nice conversation, man. Um, it is, it, it has been a nice conversation. I'm glad we're able to get past connection issues and whatnot, but um, before we go, um, can you let the people know where they can find you and your content?
1: Uh, you can find my content on Instagram at strength GTS dioramas, and it's uh, strength underscore GTS underscore dioramas. And you can also find my backup page, which is uh, strength dioramas two, which is also on IG and Twitter X at strength GTS dioramas.
0: Ah, strength it's been a pleasure man um you are more than welcome to come back to the podcast anytime um feel free i i I would love to have you back to talk with uh um if i get another creator or a model on here and if you want to have a conversation with them i would love to have you back man oh yeah that'd
1: be awesome i would love that
0: yeah for sure don't worry We'll, we'll talk about it soon um but all right everyone well that was uh that was Frank GCS Diarymas. Give him a follow on his content, and that's uh, that wraps up another so- episode of Sizing Up. Um, if you need to find me, that would be Jack the Spec on most platforms. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later.
1: All right, peace.
0: Peace.